0: From
1: You're the tip-off of Game 1 of the NBA You're Finals. are gonna win. You're gonna, win? You're gonna win tonight. Go scale ahead. 1 to 10?
0: Uh, like a 2. Yeah, it's not a 10. No? No, no I won. I need you yeah, to give like out a, a 1. It's so like So the Heat one. really do win. It's like a 1, okay. but
1: it's my it's my decision. Okay. What was that? What it was, was it?
0: Heat Hawks it game. was the Heat-Hawks playing game. It was! It was! Nick, Tristan <laughs> and I were doing the show together, mm. and we're just both like,
2: how is Miami gonna lose this game? So I asked Tristan to go, Tristan, scale from 1 to 10 tonight. What odds do you give the Hawks to win this? Like she
1: said, what, he's like, "What? How confident are you that, uh, from a scale of one to ten, that the Heat are going to beat the Hawks tonight?" And I said, 10. and they, they, they lost. They, yeah, they lost. lost. It was, it was lost.
0: not good. And here they are. But here they the are finals. now in the NBA finals. That's the last
1: time I've seen PJ. That was two months ago. That's what it was. was PJ's busy. Was
0: send it in weekdays, one wow. thirty, on Twitch, YouTube. True. There you go. All right, Joe DeLara jumps on with us. NBA bet, and we're you know, now hitting it under 30 minutes, Joe. Finally tip-off. Haven't seen the Denver Nuggets play in... Nine days. We just saw the heat. Uh, it has been a lot of conversation about, and we talked about it yesterday on the show, and I think there's some value to it and there's some isn't, about, you know, the rest time. Denver's had so much more time to rest than the heat. And then you got the altitude and getting adjusted to that. And those are factors. Players will talk about rest versus rust, and they've certainly been talking about uh, the altitude and all of these things. When you look at sort of the positions both teams are in, are you more of a rest guy or a rust guy when it comes to that long time off like could Denver get off to maybe a slow start in this game or will it be the other way and they're you know a little bit more comfortable because they've been sitting around for a while stretching
2: yeah I mean I'm the guy right like you are the better team so it's there's a lot of noise in there right because generally if you have more rest you're probably the better team but i think in this instance when we look at the overall trends since 2003 teams not in the first round so second round conference finals uh, and the nba finals right those teams that have been off for a week or more against teams with three days or fewer are 17 and five against the spread so i really like the spot especially when you couple that with the fact that the trends off of seven game series teams really are Underperforming. they're only winning about 35% of games after coming off of a seven game series. Then you're going to play Denver on the road with the altitude, probably the best home field or home court advantage in basically all of sports. Right? So you bring all those things together. It's not even so much the rest, which I think matters, but it's the fact that you have the opportunity to game plan against this Miami heat team. Like they've been able to prepare for 10 days against two teams. It was either going to be the Celtics or it was going to be the E, whereas Miami, they had to spend all of their resources beating Boston because they couldn't take care of business in four and it dragged out to seven, and then now they have to go on the road from Boston to on the road in Denver. I really think this is a smash spot for the Nuggets.
1: Uh, Real quick, I just have something that's come to my mind that's not NBA-related. Uh, I see that you have a treadmill back there. You're getting your sexy on, uh, Joe, for the summer. You've got a tank top and clear clear glasses. Oh, that, so I that's love... a
0: Jokic jersey he's got I, Yeah, I it's see a Jokic that. Jokic jersey. Yes.
1: You, know? You, know where he, you know where he stands. Have you ever fallen off of, uh, of that treadmill before? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I have when I'm betting in the morning. And, uh, like, I'm on the treadmill and I'm walking. And I'm like, oh, wait. I, like, kind of, like, go off to the side a little bit. But uh, – we try to keep it. We try to keep it tight. We try to keep going straight, but, you know, wedding diets. So.
1: <laughs> shredding. Shredding for the wedding. Yes. So, MGM Joe, has all of these exotic, I guess you could say, future sort of uh, bets that you can take. True. You can obviously take series total games, um finals top point score top rebounds and there's also some, some like player specials like Aaron Gordon to score 20 in any game in the series plus 100 is there anything in that like umbrella that you feel the most confident about that you've already bet or you're confident giving out
2: yeah so one of those plays that I really like is I like Michael Porter Jr. to lead the series in threes and I love that bet it's like probably my favorite bet in the whole series right and a big reason for that is if Miami plays zone, he's just gonna be open nonstop, right? And even if they don't play zone, he's literally bigger than everybody on the floor. Uh, and he's playing basically like the three. So I really like that bet. And the other thing that I like about Michael Porter Jr. is he's actually made two or more threes at a higher percentage than Jamal Murray. And Jamal Murray's the favorite. So what I like here is that you're getting a little bit of value and his floor is so high. So one of these things is, I think it's gonna be a short series. So I don't want guys that can have a ton of variance. I want that, like the higher floor, but also the high ceiling. So Murray, you know, he's one of those guys, maybe make six, seven in a game, but that's a little bit more of a rarity. Michael Porter Jr. He's getting you two, three, basically every single game, sometimes four, sometimes five. And his median outcome is actually three. So I think at the number that you're getting, you're getting a really good value at Michael Porter Jr. to lead the series in threes, especially because Miami is allowing opponents to shoot 40% of their shots from three-point range during the playoffs. So I really like Michael Porter Jr. to lead the series in threes. Joe, there are reports it looks like Tyler Hero might be back for game two on Sunday. If you are somebody that has a heat ticket in your back pocket or you're somebody that's supporting the heat... As crazy as it is, like would you even want Hero back right now with the rhythm that the Heat have, with the rotations that they kind of have down at this point? Is it crazy to think that Hero coming back almost might be a bad thing for Miami? Yeah, like I mean it seems like an insult, right, to Patrick Ewing, but people have talked like Ewing theory with Hero and basically how he's not playing. But I think that if if you're Miami and Spoh's a great coach, so I think that he would use him as well as he could, right? But I think the best way to use hero would be off the bench, spark plug, maybe 20 minutes a game instead of that, like Duncan Robinson role, or, you know, instead of maybe some Kevin Love minutes, that's maybe how you use him. But I think that you're right in your inclination. You say as a Heat fan, I don't know if I want him back because the defense is bad. We know it's bad, but we do need him as like a scorer because I think you, you just can't expect Caleb Martin to keep doing what he's doing. Um, as good as he's been, like maybe this is the emergence of a new star. But over the course of the whole season, you this is not who he is. Like we don't know if he's going to continue to do that. So maybe
0: you really do need hero for the offensive
2: output that Martin did in the Eastern Conference
0: Finals. Yeah, a lot of people certainly love Caleb Martin because of what he did. I took the over on every single point prop, every single game, and it was fantastic. I, I took the over again in this as well. I know there's a chance that, look, maybe it looks different in the series, and that's fine. But you do have an issue with Jimmy Butler, at least sort of. Like, he had 28 points in that closeout game, game seven. We get all that. But he does have that ankle injury. Do you have any concern that maybe he'll be not necessarily limited, but maybe not himself, where you either just stay away from things like points with him, or do you look at this and say, dude put up 28 last time out, everything will be fine?
2: No, I think you're spot on with that, right? So, my cap on Jimmy is that I think that he's going to be a facilitator in this series. So, one of my favorite bets was it was like an exotic, and it was basically for Jimmy or for Jokic to outscore Butler in every game of the series. And that's at about 20 to 1. So, I think there's a little bit of value there. But I do think that Jimmy's assists over the course of the entire series have some value. And even him as, a, as the assist leader, which sounds crazy when you have Jokic on the other side, right? But I think that Miami may allow Jokic to be a little bit more of a scorer and just say, like, look, we'll live with it. We'll try to stop Murray. But for Butler, I think that a big thing for Miami is if he's the number one point scorer, I really don't think they can win because i don't think that he can bring enough to the offense without opening it up for other players so i think that he's going to do that through you know a little bit of dribble penetration a little bit of pick and roll and that's going to be his niche so i like his assist here it's at five, i think it's a five and a half six and a half i think that's playable but i don't know if i played in game one because i'm very concerned about a blowout based on the rest and some of the other advantages that i talked about for the nuggets Previously, it's probably a look that I'm going to look at in Game Two, but I definitely am not looking at him from a points perspective in this series.
1: When you look at uh, just trends and and what people who are quote unquote handicappers or people who talk about betting for a living, do you look at just the overwhelming or like preponderance of the one take where you're like, okay, every single person that I'm listening to is talking about the Nuggets are going to smash game one because of the very logical reasons that you have, but also the the thin air, like elevation, elevation, elevation. Does that type of thing steer you away from maybe what seems logical? Maybe not necessarily this case, but uh, in general?
2: Uh, I would say no, right because I try to cap everything based on myself and then like if I see other people agree with me, I'm like great like it makes me feel a little bit better or you know if they or if they don't agree with me then I'm like I'm wondering did I miss something maybe in my cap or like what is my what is the thought process here I, I think you're right, right like there there's no there's a chance that Miami could cover there's a chance Miami can be in this game right there was a chance they could beat all the teams that they beat but the way that I look at this, all the teams previous to Denver had, like, very significant flaws. You know, the, the Knicks, uh, like, I'm a Knicks fan. It, like, it's tough, but they're the Knicks. So there was just a lot of runs I've Brunson. suffered just uh, like the, you,
0: my friend. I've suffered just like you. <laughs> it, it's
2: tough, man. But, like, the Bucks, Giannis was hurt. And then even Boston, they take so many threes that it subjects them to three-point variants, which is normally something that an underdog wants to do. But they're the favorite. So it actually made them more susceptible for an upset. Denver has such an even keel offensive attack and like they can hit you in so many different ways that I feel confident in like what I'm thinking about with Denver and I think that people are right and the fact that Miami would be the second biggest underdog ever to win the NBA finals at the closing line I think says a lot about what we should think about what these NBA finals actually are
1: Joe finals MVP can you make a case
2: for anybody outside of yoke at your butler or you think it's one of those two guys I mean, I think it's one of those two guys, but I do think that if you were going to bet anybody, right, it has to be Jamal Murray, um, just based on the fact that he could maybe score uh, like you know, a tremendous amount of points. The one thing, and I actually, I didn't think about this. My buddy Jim Turvey, uh, another writer for the Action Network, he thought about this. He was like, if Miami wins, could it be Bam Adebayo as the, the Andre Iguodala thought process of, he covers Jokic. Iguodala covered LeBron. Could he get it in that way? So maybe if you think Miami could maybe win, it means that you think that Bam Adebayo probably puts the locks
0: and the clamps on Jokic. Probably worth a sprinkle of fifty to one. I mean, yeah, he's got one hell of an assignment. It's probably not just going to be him, but he's going to be part of it. I heard you say it. You at least touched on it briefly. You think this is going to be a short series? How many games do you yeah. think it goes? Four Uh, oh wow i I think denver so i think you're saying heat right Uh, oh i I thought you were gonna say heat sweet no i'm just kidding
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i just the way that i look at this the way that i cap this i have denver as the far superior team right and there's i think there's a certain point where spo can only do so much and denver has so many options they have so many different things that they can do and malone is not a bad coach like malone's a pretty good coach so it's not like another scenario where you're like he's going to be way out of his league you know you have a rookie coach you have Tibbs always gets the flack right but you know coach of the year and then Budenholzer also got fired after that series so it, it's it's a little bit different to me here and I think that there's a little bit of an edge where Spo's advantage is not as significant as it was in some of these prior series so you know I, I think it goes four I think at most it goes five so I'm very comfortable Betting the as soon as it opened, I bet Denver minus one and a half games. I would bet minus two and a half games. Um, I think those are all viable bets uh, still at this point.
1: We know that Denver wants to play fast, especially at home. Like they want to get out into transition, they want to wear teams down with their superior conditioning, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I also heard I forget who was breaking this down. I think maybe Kenny Smith was talking about that miami's only way to really compete with denver is to try to go up tempo as well that the half court game does not necessarily favor them and yet joe the total tonight is 218 and a half what do you make of that
2: i think that it's an over game right so denver could i think could easily score 120 points in this game like this is one of those games for miami i think it's going to be like a culture shock right like they have not played an offense like this in the playoffs like boston when they're rolling sure but it's still a lot of threes so it's like when they score a lot it's just they're making a lot of threes denver can hit you in so many different ways i like the over because i think denver could score 120 so i'm like i'd be surprised right if miami doesn't score 100 um so i think that it's one of those spots where the i think it should be an over game um, I think I might be even still more comfortable playing Denver's team total.
0: But I do think that either way, I lean the over in the spot. All right, Joe Delera, just a uh, Michael Porter Jr. fan, just like me in this series. Love to hear it. Thanks for coming on with us, man.
1: It's Hey, pleasure.
0: Uh, good seeing you guys.